Hello, this is pharmacist Tara Thompson, and in celebration of American Pharmacist Month now in October, we are talking today with pharmacy student and future pharmacist Savannah Cunningham. Um, Savannah is actually um, a third-year pharmacy student at Mercer here in Georgia, and so we wanted to recognize her um, from a student's perspective and a future pharmacist who we will see um, in about a year become a PharmD and talk to Savannah a little bit about her experience in pharmacy school and for the listeners who um, may not know how the whole pharmacy system works or what ways to get involved as a student um, can help shape the future of your profession. So um, this month, we like to take this entire month to recognize pharmacists, pharmacy students, technicians, and their contributions to healthcare and to share the positive impact of their work on the front lines in our communities. So Savannah, hello, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into pharmacy? What what made you do this? What is your path? Tell us your story. So I knew that I wanted to do something in the healthcare field as I entered college. So I majored in biology. Um, my dad is a veterinarian. So I knew that science is something that I was interested in because I had worked at his vet clinic all through high school and I was really interested in it, but I didn't want to be a veterinarian necessarily, but I do something in the healthcare science world. So I entered college and almost immediately went and got a job as a pharmacy technician at Walgreens. And this is really more of a coincidence than anything because there was a Walgreens right next to my college campus and I went there all the time just to shop and pick up my own prescriptions and I had gotten to know some employees and one day uh, they just asked me if I was looking for a job and if I'd be interested in working in the pharmacy. So I said, absolutely. That sounds amazing. That would be a great experience no matter what uh, I end up going into. So I got my pharmacy technician license and I started there um, towards the end of my freshman year of college and I continued working as a pharmacy technician. I got my certification and then um, became a senior technician, which means basically in the Walgreens world that you are um, kind of leading all of the other technicians and helping with some of the managerial um, aspects of the, of the business. And I worked almost full time through my entire um, four years of undergrad and um, pretty quickly through seeing um, kind of what pharmacists did, um, I realized that this was the perfect profession for me. I was really lucky to have several pharmacists that I worked with um, really show me um, what it meant to be a pharmacist more than just the typical picture that I had in my head of being behind the counter and counting pills. Um, my pharmacist, I felt like really went above and beyond in taking care of patients. Um, they really knew a lot of the patients very well on a personal level. And I got to kind of have the same experience because we had a lot of patients who came over and over to the pharmacy. We would build relationships with them and help them through all their different um, health needs. And so it was really cool to watch pharmacists, I feel like, really um, embody what being a pharmacist meant way beyond just the counting pills and dispensing prescriptions. So um, I pretty quickly decided that pharmacy school was what I wanted to do. 
And I took the PCAT, which is the pharmacy entrance um, exam, pharmacy school entrance exam, um, my junior year and um, ended up applying the summer before my senior year. Um, and then throughout my senior year, I had a bunch of interviews all around the um, Southeast area and ended up choosing Mercer. So I went to Lipscomb for undergrad, which is in Nashville, where I'm from, um, in Tennessee, and ended up deciding to make the move to Atlanta, Georgia, um, mostly because that's where my husband is from. So I was going with him. Um, and so then I did graduate with my undergrad degree in biology and then started pharmacy school in fall of 2018. So a little more than two years ago. Um, so that's kind of how I got to pharmacy school. Um, there's definitely a lot of different paths that can get you there. You do not have to get an undergrad degree. Um, at Mercer, we actually only require two years of undergrad now just to get the prereqs uh, 60 hours. Um, you can do two years or three years, or you can get a degree in something else and go back and get your prerequisites. There's a, a really diverse um, array of options to get you to pharmacy school, but that was just mine personally. That's awesome. I think I think a lot of people don't realize that the whole undergrad process and like where they need to start. Um, I know that if you check with the pharmacy schools that you're in, if you know you're going to be a pharmacist, first of all, you can check with like pharmacy schools and see what their prerequisites are. And a lot of undergrad colleges um, who offer degrees in the healthcare fields they'll know what specific um, prerequisites are needed to go to then be able to qualify to apply to pharmacy school. But um, thanks for sharing that because I think sometimes people are like, so do I go to just uh, any college and get my pharmacy degree? And you're like, no, actually, you know, you have to actually go to a pharmacy school, but you have to get your prerequisite classes. Um, mm -hmm. And then some schools, some pharmacy schools um, require the PCAT and some don't, um, but there's still an interview process and there's still an application process and um, that type of thing. So um, cool. That is so interesting that thanks for sharing. And I know that, um, you know, as a pharmacy student, you're very involved in um, different organizations. Can you talk a little bit about um, the ways that pharmacy students, if they're listening, or maybe people who potentially want to become pharmacists, what um, organizations can you be a part of? Which ones are the most beneficial? Or what do you recommend for someone who's just starting pharmacy school who might want to, um, I guess, gain more knowledge and, and go down that path? Um, yeah, I think that organizations are maybe more important than anything else that you'll do in pharmacy school. At least they have been my favorite part of pharmacy school and have connected me with so many people that I think will really be in my career and for many years to come. So as I started pharmacy school as a P1 or my first year, I knew that getting involved pretty quickly was something that was going to be a priority for me. Um, so I joined APHA ASP, which is the American Pharmacist Association Academy of Student Pharmacists. And this is the largest uh, professional pharmacy organization in the country. It represents 60,000 um, pharmacists and student pharmacist members across the country. So it's really a large group of pharmacists who uh, make up this association. And 
Um, that's probably been the organization that I've been most involved in. Um, I am currently serving as the Mercer chapter president of APHA ASP, and I'm also a member of the National Standing Committee on Communications. So I do serve in a national officer role as well for APHA ASP. And previously, my P1 year, I was elected to be a regional officer. So I was the mid-year regional coordinator, um, which basically means that I planned the um, mid-year meeting that happened in Atlanta this past fall. Um, so I definitely have been very involved and served in a lot of different leadership roles um, within APHA, um, but that does not necessarily have to be everyone's path, but I would definitely encourage people who are entering pharmacy school or who are in pharmacy school to try to seek out those leadership roles because those are what has connected me with so many other opportunities. Um, so outside of APHA, which I encourage everyone to join um, just because it does encompass every practice area, whether you're interested in community or clinical or ambulatory care, whatever specialty that you might be interested in, APHA is going to represent that. And there's a big advocacy component involved. So um, they really work hard to pass legislation that is going to protect our profession and the patients that we serve. So I really think that APHA is something that everyone should be um, a member of. And along with that, your state pharmacy association as well. Um, for us here in Georgia, when we join APHA, we automatically um, get membership in our State Pharmacy Association, which is GPHA. So um, every State Pharmacy Association has a similar process, um, but they are going to represent your interests specifically in the state that you practice in. So I'm actually a member in both Tennessee and Georgia because I may practice in one or both when I graduate. Um, and they definitely do the same thing as APHA as far as advocating for your needs legislatively. And um, it's been really cool to kind of see that process and see how they get bills passed and how that's affecting our practicing pharmacists right now. So APHA and GPHA are definitely organizations that I'm super involved in, but um, I also encourage students to get involved in some associations, organizations that represent your specific practice area that you might be interested in. So I am personally interested in community pharmacy and compounding, which is why I work at Innovation Compounding, of course. Um, so I joined NCPA, which is the National Community Pharmacists Association, um, and have really enjoyed going to several of their conferences and meetings. Um, we did a fly-in, went to DC, and advocated specifically for the needs of community pharmacists. Um, and then I have also been an active member of PCCA and APC. So those are more specific to compounding, which is um, the specific niche that I hope to practice in when I graduate. So I would encourage all students to try to find an association that represents your specific practice area because it will help connect you with people who are in that practice area currently and may be able to offer you a job or offer you advice. Um, so that's kind of what I recommend. There are probably dozens of dozens of organizations. I know we have almost 20 on our campus here at Mercer, but um, every pharmacy school is going to have 
maybe a little bit different smattering of them, but I would encourage everyone to try to get involved with as many as you think that you can actively participate in, um, because that's where I've gotten by far the majority of my connections that I have across the country and specifically in, in Georgia. And that's how I got my job at Innovation Compounding. So I definitely um, would recommend getting involved in organizations from the get-go. Yeah, that it's so important too. And I feel like, like you said, I think everyone needs to be in some form or fashion involved in a large pharmacy organization. And then once you kind of discover as you go through pharmacy school, what you love or what you're good at, or what, you know, whether it be hospital or nuclear compounding, ambulatory care, retail, then you can start joining or being a part of a smaller organization that's specifically designed for that niche of pharmacy. So I think that's so important. And I think that's what um, Savannah has done and, and continues to do as she, you know, goes through her schooling and is going to become a pharmacist next year, which we're so excited about. Um, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so thank you so much for that insight. Um, I know that pharmacy students who are listening or technicians who want, wants to go into pharmacy school or even, you know, people with um, kids or friends who are trying to decide what path they want to go down in the healthcare field. And this is really important for them to, to hear. So thank you so much about that. And in light of it being American Pharmacist Month, this is the perfect time to talk about all these things. And I know a lot of the organizations are also promoting um, pharmacists this month and talking to your pharmacist and getting to know your pharmacist just for if you're a patient or a provider, um, get to know your pharmacist. It's, it's amazing how much information they can share and every pharmacist is different and every pharmacist has you know different things that they're interested in and and good at and like to talk about um so i always try to encourage people that you know my neighbors and friends and family like get to know your pharmacist you can walk up to them they're approachable you can talk to them um, they actually enjoy talking to people not just about their medications but you know also in other ways that they can help you non-pharmacologically as well so um, Savannah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you today and um, really, really appreciate your insight. Um, I also wanted to point out that Savannah just made one of the finalists for the um, Next Generation Pharmacist Awards, which is um, sponsored by Pharmacy Times and Parada. And they actually choose um, finalists out of 10 different categories. And she made um, one of the top, I think three or yet yeah, three spots for um, future pharmacists for the next next generation pharmacist award. So congratulations, Savannah. That is so exciting. Thank you so much. I, I'm very honored to have been selected. And um, I have so many mentors and amazing pharmacists that I look up to. So it's an honor to be recognized as a future pharmacist among them. Yeah, that's so cool. I opened my pharmacy time the um, September 2020 edition. And I was like, that's Savannah Cunningham. She's awesome. I need to talk to her today. And so I did. I called you. But um, <laughs> tell, I was going to, I wanted you to mention one more thing because I don't think that enough people hear about this. Um, and I don't really have a whole lot of experience in this because I wasn't smart enough to do this when I was in pharmacy school. But talk to me about scholarships. How many scholarships are available for pharmacy students when people think this profession is going to just cause them a lot of debt? Um, they're not looking forward to the $200,000 debt that they're going to incur 
Um, and then when they get out of pharmacy school, they have to pay that back. And it's just very discouraging to people. But talk to me about scholarships, because I've no, I know you've gotten one or several in the past. Um, and ease that burden a little bit for people who are thinking that it's just out of their, you know, it's out of their range of what they can do. Um, yeah, so this is something that I didn't really understand before going to pharmacy school. I assumed that I was going to be taking out loans to cover the entirety of my tuition and fees and even living expenses um, for those people who don't work through pharmacy school, but that is not the case. There are actually so many scholarships available to you. Um, a lot of them can be through your specific college or school of pharmacy. So at Mercer, we um, get an automatic scholarship for our GPA um, coming in if it's high enough and that is renewable every year. Um, and then we also can apply for scholarships. We have a lot of endowed scholarships that alumni or supporters of the college have um, given throughout the years. So I've gotten some of those. Um, basically it's, Specific. There's a whole big list of them, but you get to apply for ones that you think um, are relevant to you. So I've gotten a couple of those throughout the year, the years, and um, usually they're the one that I got this year is specific to whoever is the APHA ASP president. So that one was pretty obvious who that was going to go to, but some of them are a little bit more complicated um, for the application. But outside of the ones that your school offers, um, almost every single professional organization that you're involved in is also going to offer a lot of scholarship opportunities. So that's another big reason to get involved in these professional associations. So I have been the recipient of two different scholarships from NCPA. Um, I was a foundation scholarship winner from APHA last year. Um, there's a lot of scholarships available. I Last year, my uh, second year, I got over $22,000 in scholarships. So my tuition bill was really, really low because um, there's so many scholarships available and people do not apply for them. So yes, when I graduate, I will still have loans. I will still have debt, but you can definitely offset that um, by just looking for what's available in the associations that you're involved in and applying for that because Surprisingly, a lot of people don't apply for the scholarships that are available. So they end up going to the few of us who spend the extra time to write an essay or submit the letter of recommendation or whatever the application might uh, require. But yeah, last year I got a ton of scholarships and uh, this year I've already gotten a couple as well. So I'm hoping that trend continues uh, so that my loans, my loans stay as low as possible. But the main place that I look for them are the associations and organizations that I'm involved in. And I've gotten quite a few um, through that. And it's been definitely a big help and alleviates a lot of my stress around the money and debt that comes with pharmacy school. Yes, that is absolutely, she is, she is spot on hundred um, percent. I think just that extra effort in applying for them, going to search for them, looking for them, your school of pharmacies should also probably be able to point you in the direction if you go up to the, you know, admin office or, or whatever it might be and say, I'm looking for scholarship opportunities. Can you help me? They sometimes they have one person that's that's all they do all day is find scholarships for people. So um, 
you can talk with, you know, your colleges of pharmacy on that, but I know that they're out there. Um, I've seen Savannah get them. I know that um, it just takes a little bit of like you can spend an evening just, you know, writing a little essay and it's worth the thousand dollars or the two thousand dollars or however much it, it pays for your way. Um, if you want to go to a conference or a month's rent or, you know, you never know, just every little bit helps. And I think that's um, something that everyone should take advantage of. So thank you again, Savannah. I'll wrap this up. I know we've been talking. Um, it is just good to hear all this information from you. And we really appreciate your time and your knowledge and your experiences um, that you shared with us. And I know that the listeners out there will definitely become, you know, better pharmacists, better pharmacy students, and be better to serve the population um, once they do become pharmacists um, and likewise with yourself. So thank you so much, Savannah. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to talk to you and it's always it's always great to share some tips with future pharmacists as well. Awesome. Well, if anybody has questions for Savannah or about pharmacy in general, feel free to reach out to us and we will make sure to get that information back to you. And our email address is info, which is I-N-F-O at innovationcompounding.com or you can visit our website at www.innovationcompounding.com. So thank you guys so much. I'll have a great day.